in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I am sitting to the left of the whimsical Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> I flit. I flutter. <laughs> it's a whimsical kind of night, Glenn. It is. Um, whimsical basketball going on. Right. Um, <laughs> whimsical um, weather. Whimsical weather. It's colder than I thought it would be. It is. Yeah, it really is, Glenn. Is. Weather in Kansas is always a mixed bag. It is. But uh, especially the winter, especially mm-hmm. winter time, I feel mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be like sixty degrees on Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say it could be sixty, it could be mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, just never know. It, it always keeps us guessing, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And you know what else always keeps us guessing? What's that, Brian? Is the fact that we are co-founders of a site <laughs> called Gentleman dot com. We never know what we're going to get when we show up to the site. No, uh, never know. Uh, every day, I'm surprised about what what gets posted to the site. I am excited to talk about some of the things we're going to talk about later that mm-hmm. we found on the site this week. That's right. Um, here's a teaser. Things you didn't know about dictators. Right. Uh, maybe they're mm-hmm. flatulence or, you know, gastrointestinal yeah. issues. We'll be covering these things and more. Exactly. Exactly. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going we're gonna to hit some pretty heavy heavy talking points. Right. Uh, but, you know what I mean? but now a word from our sponsor, the USPS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Glenn, you know, uh, what we always like to do is right. hear from people that listen to the podcast. It, mm. It's hard to do because mm. we have to, like, you know, check under rocks and, you know, go mm. under bridges and find people with, like, AM radios that are listening to the show. Right, right. You know, um, so it's hard to track them down. But once we do, we always like to hear from them. And uh, to my mind, uh, the best way for us to hear from people that might be listening to the podcast is a little service called the U.S. Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was watching a commercial tonight, Glenn, for mm-hmm. the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. And uh, they say, they had a good point. They said baseball has a season. Basketball has a season. Football has a season. Mm-hmm. This is our season. Christmas that's, time. That's interesting because I have a friend who works for UPS. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we don't want to... Well, yeah. well, hang on, hang on. And he right. said... And I was like, and he said, "Hey man, if you if you need something shipped for Christmas, mm-hmm. you better do it now." He's like, "Cause yeah. it's not going to get there because yeah. I guess they're just so right. weighed down." Right. And I've noticed that a lot of my stuff that I because I I try to buy almost all my stuff from Amazon because mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Yeah. Um, or, I mean I'm 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 resourceful. Right. Um, and uh, I a lot of it, almost all of it, has been delivered by. USPS. Mm-hmm. So it's, it sounds like they're picking up the slack. Well, maybe with they, nobody else. Yeah, I would say maybe Amazon's coming around to mm. to the the real. I you know I've had things delivered by UPS before, right? Um, because I couldn't choose US right. Postal Service. Some right. some companies, right. you know, I don't know if I want to say they're socialists. But they won't. They won't allow you to choose. Uh, they only have one provider. You know. Whoa. They only have one provider. Here's your choice. Yeah. Just this U- guy. Just UPS. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't like that. Mm. Uh, but but so I can't. So sometimes I've had things delivered via UPS. And let me tell you something. U.S. Postal Service mm. never had any problems. Every day they deliver stuff to my house. I'm just saying, yeah. Glenn. I, I'm a big fan of the U.S. Postal Service, and so should everybody out there be. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Because they deliver, they have a hard job. They deliver packages during the Christmas season, during mm-hmm. their season, and they're still delivering questions from the gentleman mailbag, feedback from the gentleman po- podcast, bags full of mail to the the PO box. So, uh, anyway, I, I, they have my, they have my endorsement. Uh, yep, it's their season. It's their season. Let's let them let's let them play. And they're still getting it done. That's right. They're like undefeated, man. They are, they are. They're. 250 to zero. Exactly. So, anyway, if you want to get in touch with the Gentleman Podcast, uh, you can send a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag um, at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, mm-hmm. Kansas 66044. The Postal Service will be glad to deliver it to us. I will take it. I will bring it back home, and I will read your letter. We will talk about your letter, and then we will put it up on the Gentleman Wall of Fame. That's right. Um, which is running out of space. 
and every day it gets more and more full. So, it, you know, if you have something you want to get in, you want to be on the General Wall of Fame, uh, send us a letter and we will we'll put you up there. And we'll take a we'll take a little snapshot of it maybe and and post it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, That'd be a new twist. Yeah. Once we get it, once we get it all once we get the wall covered, mm-hmm. you know? It's like one of those bars you walk into one of those college bars you walk into and they've got dollar bills like yeah, everywhere yeah. in the room. Like but You write in the dollar bill. That's yeah. basically what the Wall of Fame is. It's like an entire room full of uh, letters. Um, so anyway, get in touch with us. That's Brian's bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> get in touch with us. You know, there's always, some, there's always something to read in there. Um, <laughs> always something to look at. Yeah. So get in touch with us. Send us a letter. PO Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas 66044. If you don't want to use the U.S. Postal Service, they're really busy this time of year. Mm. I get that. Okay, so if you, if you can't do that, if you don't want to spend the fifty four cents for the stamp, mm-hmm. which is not very much money, no, it's, it's not only people. fifty cents. It's less than a coke. But if you can't do that, you can send us an email over to howdygentleman dot com. Uh, we will not put your letter on the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. We will grudgingly read your letter, mm-hmm. and we will probably respond to it. But it's not going to be as cool as getting a letter to the gentleman mailbag. I agree. Just not the same thing. It's We're an experience. It's a, it's an experience. It's like it's like saying that you know you've been eating like steakums your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. You've never had the steak. Right? No, you've never had a real steak. No, those are steakums, right? I would agree. Uh, that's a very it's a, it's a, it's a good analogy there, Glenn. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, let's get. Oh, let's I'm, now I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves here, Glenn. Right. Let's let's move on into something that we both can agree on, that yes. we both enjoy, yes. that everybody out there can agree on. Enjoy it with us. Enjoy it with us. You could. You could stop this right now and then go mm-hmm. pick this up and enjoy it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn brought over uh, the drink of the week, uh, and this week is the Deschutes Brewery, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if we've talked about before. If we have, it's been a while. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but th- this is their Christmas seasonal offering, the mm-hmm. Jubilee. Which right. I like the name of that. That's a good, it's a snazzy name. Catchy like name, that. catchy box. Catchy box, yeah. Caught my eye, Brian. They talk about, they actually um, talk about the person that contributed the artwork. Um, Lisa and Lori Lubesmeyer. That's a Lubesmeyer. Lubesmeyer. Still an unfortunate last name. Um, original fiber artwork. Um, oh, wow. Contributed. So, fiber artwork. Interesting. Uh, appreciate the fact that they throw some credibility out there to the the artists that contributed their yeah. their artwork. Stolen um, from. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Um, so, so Glenn, I, I mm-hmm. this is Shoots Brewery. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know where they were from. I didn't know what their story was. Uh, so I, I looked them up as we always do to just check out who these companies are before we start swilling their got beverages. To know. You know, got to know. You should know a little bit about the person that concocted this beverage you're about to drink. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's little to be known about this brewery because their website doesn't really talk. I mean, they they don't say anything about themselves. I checked their Wikipedia page. There's not much there. So this is kind of a shot in the dark. I'm a little bit concerned about this one. I will say that the only thing that's positive that I'm ex- that I I believe in okay. with this okay. is that they're they're from a town called Bend, Oregon. Is okay. where they're located at, okay. and it's like right on uh, apparently the Willamette Natural Forest or, or National Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big fan of Oregon. I, yeah. I, I've been there several times. I love the state. I love. I haven't been to Bend, Oregon before, but I've been to Eugene, Corvallis, Portland, and everywhere in between. Seattle. I've been to the coast. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Seattle. Sorry, oh, no, that's a, yeah. <laughs> it's close enough, uh, right? <laughs> but anyway, so I, they're from Bend, Oregon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think they're credible enough that we could uh, we could give it a, a try. But yeah. I, also, the only thing about it that I that stuck out to me was that the guy's name that started the brewery in 1988 is named Gary Fish. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I uh, this uh, like you said, it, it's a t- it's a brewery that at least around here doesn't get a whole lot of no a love from the liquor no. stores, and so they usually have like a small little corner pocket of them. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, why not? Yeah, it's Christmas time, mm-hmm. right? You know, they Let's, said uh, somewhere along the line, I read that they're the twelfth largest craft brewer in the United States. Wow! So, so maybe they're they're huh. actually pretty big. I, they must be pretty big and small because I think it's only in twenty one states. Oh, so but in those twenty-one in states, those twenty-one states must be pretty popular. So they're doing something right. Well, let's let's see. Did we get an IBU or any kind of? We uh, did. Yeah, the IBU is sixty. So top end of the right IBUs. there. Um, and those winter ales, though, that's pretty common. Yeah, six point seven percent alcohol, a little higher. Um, and the description is warm spiciness and tradition grace this bold winter ale. Intriguing. 
layered flavors unfold to reveal chicory. What? I don't know what chicory is. <laughs> Dried fruit and toffee notes with a hoppy kick to finish. The, the deep garnet color pairs perfectly with holiday celebrations. Mmm. Smells good anyway. All right, Brian, cheers. Cheers to you, the Jubileo. Oh, wow. Ooh. This is good. This is real good. I tasted chicory. I don't know what chicory is. I <laughs> don't either. Uh, is that what they make chicken nuggets out of? Chicken. Chickenery. Chicken. Chicken. Chicken feet. I like this a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. This is pretty solid. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Yeah. Totally out of left field. It is. Okay. It is. This is a nice surprise. So, Brian, nice what surprise. makes it so surprising? Um, I guess the fact that we don't really do the Sheets Brewery very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't. We haven't. I don't know if I've tried a lot of their stuff. All right, I'm, I'm going to try to describe the taste a little bit. Yeah. So it's uh, <clears throat> man, it's not hoppy. Like the hops, the 60 is, it seems high, but it's really not. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's pretty smooth, but it's got a nice little, you know, crisp kind of thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Man, it's just it just goes down so nice and easy. Ooh, it took the yes silver medal at the 2007 uh, wow. Australian International Beer Awards. So, oh, the Aussies, the Aussies know a thing or two about their brew. That's saying something. That is saying something. See, Brian, this is what you get with me, right? You either get the hibiscus ghost or you get the jubileo. Hey, right? man, you just redeemed yourself. You just <laughs> yeah, when I thought. I just I know? sold the van. Yeah, I got the scooter instead. Um. They yeah. This is an interesting. Okay, this is interesting as well, Glenn. Uh, dude, how cool is this? Okay, check this out. Okay. okay, on the Deschutes website, not only do they provide you with seven food recipes that you can make with Jubilee, Jubilee chili. Oh, you make with it? Yeah, Jubilee <laughs> apricot scones. But huh. they go a step further, Glenn, and they provide a homebrew recipe for a Jubilee clone that you can make at home. What? How cool is that? Best beer company ever. Dude, this... I, I am a... Okay. This is this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Who? What other company provides a recipe to make a homebrew version of their ale? Only the coolest brewery in the world, probably. That's incredible, man. Wow. I, that's amazing. I'm going to petition that the local liquor stores care more to shoots. Wow. I, I they've, they've won a fan. They've won two. Yeah. Hopefully more than two. Hopefully mm-hmm. there's hopefully there's more than two people listening as and well. There's one more point. thing about this brewery, Glenn. Yes. Okay, it looks like the yellow yellow Oh, never mind. Never mind. It I was gonna say okay. That no, no, I ignore me. Ignore me. I was gonna say the yellow one the yellow states are the ones where they sell their beer. Um it looks like the southeast. So everything except mm-hmm. for the southeast basically is covered. So um, we're just on the edge. Yeah, we're just right on the edge. So this, they they got to Kansas and they're like, okay, we're good. This is good. This yeah. is this is a, this is as far as we need to go. Yeah, and I like their website too. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of uh, breweries. Have they either kind of so, hit or miss? Yeah, this is a hit. Yeah. man. Wow, I, I just I'm I, okay, Glenn. Well, now we're gonna have now we're all spent. <laughs> I'm over Clint. Yeah, <laughs> now we're gonna have to uh, I'm rate. Choking up yet? We're, <laughs> We're All right, let's keep a cool head. We're gonna have to give each other a hug and then rate this brewery. Okay. Um, so, All right. Glenn, All what? Right. the price was eight ninety nine. Okay. So just a hair above average. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. hair above average. Um, the hoppy factor, not hoppy, mm-hmm. not overpowering whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas wow. ale. Christmas. So. Ale. I mean, it's a. It's not technically. A, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. call it a Christmas ale. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Wow, Brian, I'm. I'm tempted to give the man. I, I, I don't even want to say it. All right, because <laughs> it just sounds so crazy coming out of my mouth. All right, I just tempted, go with it, man. I'm just tempted go with to it. give this a nine. A nine. I, I that's a strong. I was thinking. I was thinking up there too. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe a yeah. I was thinking eight point nine nine okay. nine point one something like that. Man, I I think I think the fact that they give you a recipe for the actual brew. On their own website, says a lot about this company, and yeah, I does. like the beer. It's good. That'd yeah. be like saying, "Hey guys, here's all the code used for gentlemen." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Go make your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm wow. up there. I, I think we're in agreement. Nine, nine. One of the strongest. 
The second yeah. the judges stand up emph- mm-hmm. emphatically, you know, hold yeah. up the nine. Just slow clap. That. I mean, yeah. It's oh, hold on. I gotta put my beard on. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot. You done it. You did a good job. Okay. Oh, I know. Okay, so now let's see mm. what the jerks over at Beer Snob have to say. <laughs> I hope some of them are listening, uh, and I hope they know. They probably don't. I'm sure they don't. But I hope they know that we, we only have them. like 20 listeners. So, what are the odds? Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Wow. We have stumbled they're, on something here. They're really they're starting to narrow in on us here, uh, Glenn, because we rated it at a 9.0 on the mustache twist scale, which is, we did. as everybody knows, is the empirical, empirical. scientific rating for beer. Uh, 9.0. Uh, the beer snobs, okay. uh, for, uh, one, uh, the, the, the public at large uh, rated it at an 89, which is incredibly close to our scale. So they're starting to get to... They're moving towards the MTS. Okay. Um, That's so they're good. getting up there. Um, the bras... Uh, rated at a 98, which is like almost unheard of, uh, high watermark. So, um, this is like, this is like going into, uh, uh, like a thrift store or something like that or garage sale and finding like this incredibly rare baseball card Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, a a record that, you know, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Wow. I, I'm, this is, this is, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try all the. Deschutes Brewery stuff now. I wonder if they give uh, recipes for home brews for all the other brews that they have. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. That's that's for us to find out later. Okay. We have other things to... Wow, I'm all caught up and... Yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. Well, that, that was the show, everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to enjoy these beers and uh, see you later. Woo. Okay, Glenn. My well, goodness. We got business to attend to, though, we here, do. Glenn. Um, now that... Speaking of business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So... Our um, our first uh, our first tack that we're going to talk about uh, in this show, Glenn, is, is kind of puzzling. It's, there's a lot going on in this. Wow! Yeah. Uh, provided by our good, uh, awesome, amazing friend El Swaco. El Swaco um, has done it again, once again, coming through in the clutch, kicking us off here with this tack. And the tack, the the title of the tack is. Rocket fans cheer as porta potty blasts off. So mm. essentially, uh, a group of uh, rocketeers, if you wanted to say that, mm-hmm. um, rocketeers. I know you're a big rocketeer <laughs> fan. Ooh, um, yeah, this is a little different. Uh, so a group of rocketeers um, made a rocket out of a portaloo, and uh, and this is in Three Oaks, Michigan, and they were successfully blasted it off from a empty field. Um, and then it touched down safely shortly thereafter, about thirty six or thirty seconds uh, thereafter, it touched touched down in the field on top of a truck. I think. Yeah, it landed. I think, but I think that was by design. Like, I think I don't know. There was this. So the thing is, like, at, towards the end of the video, there's this guy that starts freaking out, like, <laughs> you know, going crazy, like, oh yeah, we yeah, 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 land land on that truck, we landed yeah. on the moon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I, so I don't know. I don't know if that was intentional or it just happened that way. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're like, well, we'll have the truck in the area to put mm-hmm. the thing in. Um, but apparently this was all in the name of... Science. Well, not really science. It, oh. was, it was about bringing awareness to the hobby of, I believe, creating rockets. Like, this is this is some people's hobby, I guess, is to... Um, to men to to make some rockets and blow blow them up and you know stuff like that. I don't know. I'm I'm really patronizing him now. So I think that their yeah. their idea backfired it, because they got on the Genoa podcast. And I don't sorry, know, dudes. I don't know. I don't know how to describe their hobby. Well, here's the thing. If you look at the video, it's mm. impressive. It is. Like it is incredibly impressive. It is. The rocket goes straight up. Like it just you know like you would see like you were down at Cape Canaveral. What's yeah, uh, basically? There's a lot of Michigan, right? What? what are, there's a lot of talk too, where you can like hear like the the back talk, uh, you know, and then the the, the ten to one count uh, yeah. before they blast off, and uh, it's exciting. The video lasts for like forty five seconds, and um, <laughs> forty five seconds of excitement. That and was. they said, how many people worked on it? It was. They worked on it for more than two years. Uh, they're trying. They're, oh, they're trying to increase awareness of rocketry as a hobby and prove that it's possible to turn a porta potty into a rocket and launch it successfully. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have we have we have we have crossed that threshold 
of science where we have proven that it yes indeed it is impo- it is possible to turn a porta potty into a rocket and launch it successfully. It's you know, a brave new world, Glenn. You know what I love about Oswego? What's okay? that? Mm-hmm. His description for the tack. Top that, Russia. <laughs> uh, perfect. That's a great, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I. I uh, the porta potty race is on. The porta potty. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. No. Uh, but I hope we will. There's going to be a porta potty space station. <laughs> you know? So many. Uh, anyway. So many puns, so okay. many things we won't. Thanks, Oswego. That was a really. I mean, I, it's cool that people people worked on that for two years. You know how do you how do you tell somebody that like when they well, ask yeah. you what are you doing? Well, you're at um, the Christmas party. Yeah. Well, I've been, been working on this thing for a couple of years. It's called a porta potty. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a rock. It's, a it's kind of a concept rocket. thing. Yeah. We're just trying to prove something. All right. <laughs> I don't know how you describe that to your friends and family. I don't um, know. I'm sure the YouTube video has like a billion hits. So. Well, they totally redeemed themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was successful, but it was successful. Um, and just like that uh, porta potty rocket, uh, we're going to talk about the, the next tech we're going to talk about, Glenn, <laughs> is uh, what dictators. Uh, this is hard. This is. There's some parallels between the last two. There Let's are. Just say that. Um, I don't want to get into it. We tease the show with with yeah. some of the things in this tech, but it's called "What Dictator? What Do Dictators Like to Eat?" Mm-hmm. By again, this is this is again provided by. Uh, was this this is El Swaco. El Swaco again? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We don't have any. There, look, there's no bias in this show. There's it just not. Ha- it just so happens that he provided a couple of like, this. This link is really interesting, actually, because it talks about as the title. You know, states mm-hmm. that uh, what? Okay, so you're a dictator. You can eat anything you want, right? Anything, no matter because how poor your country. You 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 call it. You know, yep. you're the dictator. Mm-hmm. You can eat whatever you want. That's right. You know. So what do these guys choose to eat? You know, that's the question. You know, and something I've never thought about. Like, what did Hitler eat? What did Stalin eat? What did you know? <laughs> a lot Hussein. of vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's an interesting article. Um, it kicks off by talking talking about how um, there was some overlap between some of the dictators. Yes. Uh, it said, as many dictators aged, they grew more and more obsessed with the purity of what they ate. Right. They didn't want to die. Oh, okay. So they're doing everything they could. It talks later about how um, a lot of them hired, you know, scientists. Like, like Hitler was taking like 20 pills a day. And mm-hmm. Well, I know that the, the North Korean guy, Kim Jong... I, I think it was his father. Yeah, was, was like uh, really, really obsessed with yeah with Kim Jong Two, Kim yeah. Jong Il's son. Yeah, was like really obsessed with staying alive as long as he possibly could. Because I, I think North Koreans have a particularly short lifespan. Actually, yeah, I would I would imagine so. I mean, it's just well. Anyway, they're just so so. Yeah, I know that, that that's the case. It there. said that it said that he had he had. Uh, North Korea's Kim Jong Kim oh, she, Kim, Kim, Kim Il Sung yeah. had all his rice grains individually selected, and then he created an institute whose sole purpose was to devise ways of prolonging his life. Wow. We're going to devise an institute around making me live longer. Wow, uh, that's impressive. Even so, for a dictator, that's a pretty good idea. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great idea. Didn't work. Uh, uh, still died. Yeah. Well, and he probably didn't make any friends with the whole picking. His own rice. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's a difficult thing. But tell us about Hitler, Glenn. Uh, yeah, so apparently <laughs> uh, Hitler had. Uh, I really hope you're putting in some awesome sound effects right now, Brian. In the uh, okay, well, the we'll uh, see. overdub here. But we'll um, Hitler had a bit of a problem with flatulence yeah. because they th- they think because he uh, he ate lots of vegetables. Uh, I think he was uh, what was he? Um, he was a vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. And he also had a quack doctor. Named Theodore Morel, who dosed him. I was wrong. Who dosed him with as many as twenty-eight different medicines, mm. including including one made of extract of Bulgarian peasants' feces. Huh. Now, Brian, if you're th- if you're a dictator, yes, and your whole thing is like the purity of your your race mm-hmm. and everything, what are you doing taking pills of other people's poop? I wonder if if the doctor told him that. <laughs> Or he was just like, no, this is duck oil. This is uh, <laughs> this is a new miracle. Yeah, don't um, ask. Just just take it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Might have been a joke, like his own little inside joke. Like I don't think I don't think Hitler's somebody really trifle with, Glenn. 
I, I, I mean, clearly he did. He's giving him 28 pills. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, oh, no, you need, you definitely need this one. Maybe he, you know, one. okay, I think I and know what was one. going on here, Glenn, was mm-hmm. that he was worried that self-sustaining takes over, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You need to convince this guy that you know what you're talking about, and he needs 28 pills because you're the only one that can... Oh, job security. Yeah, exactly. Or life security. So you were like the, you know, the go-to guy. Yeah. So you got him on 28 pills, you're thinking, okay, you know, if I go... Where's he going to get spilled right. from? You can't get your Bulgarian feces pill from somebody else. Yeah. That's I'm a you know I'm the provider of that. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you oh oh. What's that, Hitler? You have a sword. Oh, yeah. Throat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get the uh, peasant poo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me. Yeah. Um, but it sounded like Stalin was actually the the guy that really um, did it upright. Stalin, according to the article, had an iron constitution to match his steely name, mm-hmm. and uh, he would have these um, parties and feasts um, that uh, <laughs> were basically he bullied his friends and like you know it basically it was kind of like a political bullying where he would from like eleven eleven at night until five in the morning they would have these feasts and brouhaha's where the people there had, were like forced to like do all these toasts and dance and all this stuff. Drinking games. Yes. Food. Right. Dancing. So it's not just drinking craziness. games. It's like you have to eat a ton and drink a ton and dance. And apparently the uh, leader of Yugoslavia was only able to make it through some of these things by puking in his sleeve. Right. Uh, while the party was going Look, on. Who hasn't done that? Look, Lynn. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a leader of a country. <laughs> and you show up at a party and you're not prepared With to keep Stalin. up. Stalin was a big guy. <laughs> yeah. He was a he had, he he had some pounds on some other people. I don't know what the Yugoslavian guy looks like. I, I would assume he was probably like a probably welterweight. Pro, yeah, a welterweight versus the heavyweight the boxer. Champ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you show up to that party and they're drinking vodka, drinking games. You know, I can understand. I can empathize. And then also as a leader of a country, you can't say. Oh no no no! I'm gonna sit this one out. You guys, look, I'm doing I'm doing a 30 day cleanse. Yeah, okay? exactly. Um, I'm I'm, I'm no I'm, no meat. Uh, you're, you're the leader of the country. You I'm just doing to, the juice diet. If right they now. if they pass you a drink, you gotta take it. I guess the juice diet would have been fine because they yeah. had a lot of juice. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so anyway, Glenn, that's that's a little bit about what uh, about some dictators eat. I, I thought that was really interesting. It's something you never think about, kind of the day to day life of people that you. Read about in history books, and yeah. you know, you know, I didn't know Hitler was vegetarian. I didn't know Stalin threw crazy drinking parties. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, makes I, sense. I, I didn't know, you know, Hitler. I mean, the guy farted like a howitzer, man. <laughs> yeah. He was a. Uh, that was oh. the most fearsome part of his regime, apparently. Well, apparently. Uh, anyway, Glenn. Uh, okay, well, that was that's neither here nor there. Let, let's talk about a lighter subject now, Glenn. Now that we talked about these dictators, um, you know, you, you say lighter. Uh, it's really it's a little a little bit more. Heavy. It's misleading. Brian's mm-hmm. Brian's leading was misleading. Yeah, but I'll, I'm sorry. I I traveled on it. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I was just gonna say that this is it's it's Christmas time. This is mm. a great thing to talk about right now. Uh, you know, the, we talk about the recipes from time to time, but I think we only talk about recipes that we are genuinely excited about. Right, things that we want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I read what it was and I was like, yeah, wow, <laughs> that sounds really good. Uh, How have I not? So this is this was added by uh, Clint Summerall. I don't believe we've talked about him before. I don't know if we have. I think I feel like we have we once, maybe okay. once before. Well, Clint, thank you for adding this because for holiday parties, this sounds like a complete home run. Oh. Uh, you know they'll carry they'll throw you on your shoulders and carry you out of the room for bringing this over to the party and this is called, the the title of it is deep fried eggnog glazed with rum mhm that that should be enough that should be enough no that's all you know <laughs> um except except it it just it gets better from there like it sounds like how how do you deep fry eggnog blah 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 right well glenn the base of it is actually cubes of pound cake that is soaked an eggnog, and then deep fried. I love these. I love all these things. This this can be. I imagine it's like a funnel cake, but like on steroids. Like, because funnel cake is just what? I mean, what it was the actual? Like it's a, just like a batter, and like yellow fry, yellow yeah. cake. I don't know. But I don't I, know. I like pound cake as it is. I already like oh, pound cake yeah. a lot. Yeah. If you deep fry it in eggnog, <laughs> I mean, it sounds delicious already. And then the glaze is powdered sugar. 
rum, and nutmeg. Dude. <laughs> we just need to go to the store right now and get all the ingredients for this and make it. I, I'm sensing a video. I, do, this sounds so good. I've got a Fry Daddy. Oh, yeah. Totally put it in the Fry Daddy. Yeah, that would that would be uh, that would be an entertaining. Uh, maybe for maybe we'll do a Christmas episode. Oh, video, yeah, yeah. and you know the pipes and the sweaters, the and then we'll make the <laughs> hello fried eggnog. Yeah, we'll have the little moose cups <laughs> with the eggnog in them. Yeah. And the, um, uh, I don't know. We could do a, a Christmas a Christmas special. Ah, uh, Christmas time. Yeah, the Christmas special. We could do that. By the by, the hearth mm-hmm. with the gentleman guys. Yeah, exactly. So we could do a special video episode every every year or something. I don't know. Just just an idea, Glenn. I don't know. But this recipe sounds amazing, and I I am actually really excited about making this. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this from Laura. I'm gonna hide oh. it away from her, and then I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't know. I just made a little snack. Check it out. Yeah, see if you like it. I don't know. I was just in the kitchen. Yeah, I was just, just I, dabbling with I, something. There's a little. There's some pound cake. There's some eggnog. Yeah. Like a little rum. A little you know, this, little that. Like, yeah. Throw it all together with a little nutmeg. It sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought, yeah, a little nutmeg on top would be mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I love that about recipes. <laughs> that if you're really, if you really want to, you know, you can fake people out. You know what I mean? Like you could just take credit for it. Yeah. Because you could be like. Well, I was just kind of messing around in the kitchen, came up with this, you know, pizza cake idea. That's what I had. What the heck, you know? <laughs> I got all the ingredients. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and then people are always impressed. You know, easily impressed. You know, because you, all you do is like, if you l- read the recipe, there's like six steps, mm. you know? You, mm-hmm. you, if you just follow it exactly, it's probably going to be amazing. And you could sit there and be like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of whipped it up. Yeah. No more problem. It's my, you know, it's my, my spare time. Uh, That's the great thing about the internet and recipes, Glenn. You know, just expanding your horizons and making yourself look good. That's right. Isn't that what the internet's always been about? I hope so. <laughs> That's what I've always thought it's been about, Glenn. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that, that was a great... I mean, if you want to check out that recipe, go to podcast.gentleman.com. We'll have it linked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do it, and I will report back. If you, want to, if you want to read more about Stalin or Hitler's constitution, <laughs> yeah, we'll have that as you well. We'll have that as well. So we'll, and, and the full service. Thing, so. Full service. <laughs> full service. <laughs> If you want to read about how to, course meal. how to make a porta potty rocket, you can check that out on podcast.gentleman.com too, as well as all kinds of other stuff. Right. You know? Um, but anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, let's get on it. Okay. So it's time, Glenn, uh, for the weekly uh, toast that we're going to yes. do, Glenn. Uh, we have a great beer to toast this week, um, thanks to you. And uh, we have a great a toasty mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. Glenn. Uh, and I, as the toaster, mm-hmm. will have to say that this is this is a little step out of the the norm. Yeah, as we 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 kind of we try to push the horizons on the toast we because do. it gets a little boring to say, "Hey, this person passed away this week." To General Lee, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we kind of find different things to talk about this week, Glenn. Well, well, hang on, Brian. There, this 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 particular thing that we're toasting is dying. That's true. So it, it, yeah, it's true. It is it's always kinda... a morose kind of toast i don't know what the, i don't know why that is glenn hey we're 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 but it's not bad brian because we're we're um i guess we're just we're toasting their achievements that's right you know in a positive way yeah we're, we're saying we're remembering them thanks for thank you all you contributed yes right uh, and this definitely fits that bill glenn mm-hmm. uh this is a little band a little known band a little indie band mm-hmm. called coldplay yes um they're they're working on what they say right now glenn is their final album Swan song. I, I, you know, I know this is probably hard for right. people to, to take right yes. now. Um, it's very soon. I'm sure that people have read about this, and it's it's just it's it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. I um, you know, I joke around about Coldplay or whatever, but I actually have really fond memories of this band, Glenn. I do too. I you know, growing up in that time period, yep. you know, uh, in I, yellow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was you know growing up in that time. But I remember when I went to Australia, mm-hmm. uh, 2003 or four. I went and spent a year in Australia, and I remember their second album, uh, Russia Blood. No, yes, was really big right then. Anyway, Glenn, apparently I'm not that big. Of a Some, fan. Something, something <laughs> rushing to the head. Anyway, Glenn, <laughs> point is, yes, 2003, 2004. Right. When I was over in Australia, yep. I had this on my miniature CD player. 
Really? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Probably had a Walkman, <laughs> Walkman CD player or whatever. I don't know, or my iPod or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Had the boombox for you. Yeah, it, basically. <laughs> but I mean, I remember listening to this uh, that record all like a ton. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, and they really kind of, you know, they had that, they had the market corner on that mid two thousands kind of early to mid, yeah, yeah, that situation, and uh, so it's, a, it's the end of an era. Going. Yeah, I think, I think it's time. I mean, you know, they they've kind of run the. I feel like they, you know, it's hard, you know, when you have something that's incredibly successful. Like yes. their first album was just went gangbusters. I mean, probably their next actually probably all of their albums did really well mm-hmm. but I mean how do you sustain that success over time and if, yeah you know I love Coldplay like right. uh, even a lot of the more recent-ish albums maybe not the most recent but even a lot of the you know last few years yeah. or so, they're yeah. still good albums like mm-hmm. I still feel like they still push the envelope but yeah and I, I'm probably losing a bunch of street cred for saying that right now <laughs> well yeah because they you know they're the band that everybody loves to hate. They're kind of yeah. like a, 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 a watered-down Nickelback in that yeah, sense. You know, like a like, pop Nickelback. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Look. That's uh, because they're success. I think their first two albums are really good. Yeah. I don't care how popular they were. I, I, I yeah. really, I, They were really good. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I, every commercial that has a backing track... <laughs> yeah. You know that song, that's, that, that one song that they did off their second album? That's like, you know, it's got that like really percussive, like... You know. Anyway, the point is, Glenn, if you listen to the backing track off of most commercials these days, it is a direct knockoff of that Coldplay song. I swear. I swear for the last 10 years, commercials have been aping Coldplay's clocks. Oh. Clocks. You know that? Yes. 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 Listen to any commercial, and I, I swear they are completely just ripping Coldplay off in a weird way. Like it's got that same driving, you know, and, and then they got the and that's know. the Coldplay beat. Yeah, like the drummer always yeah. has that. Yeah, it's like what you know, triplet syncopated. <sighs> anyway, Glenn. So right. I'm just saying they they must have done something right because they really kind of etched their way into the public consciousness in mm-hmm. a way that you know I'm sure like like you know company heads. Like watching commercials, are like, could you just do like a, like a Coldplay kind of yeah, thing? Do, 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 the, do the Coldplay, do the yeah, clocks, but yeah, exactly. uh, make it with the oboe instead. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so anyway, well, this is their last album, then. This is their swan song, except maybe it's not. Oh, they left a caveat and said, well, you know, whatever. Uh, the other thing is, they said that it's kind of like the last Harry Potter novel. Yeah, I don't know what that means um, exactly. I think maybe. They were saying that they're a massive... Well, oh, no, wait. What number is this? Seven? Seven. I think maybe there... Oh, I feel like there were seven Harry Potter books. Okay. So maybe that's the parallel. Okay. And they are about as popular as Harry Potter, so, you know. Harry Potter's, like, way popular, more popular than Coldplay, right? No. I'm just saying... I don't know, man. From music... In the music world, they're like a Harry Potter. They're a juggernaut. Yeah. They're an institution. That's true. That's true. Every every Coldplay album that comes out, it's true. I haven't after the second one. I have no idea. Yeah, they had one that was the one, I, I liked one that uh, Viva La something <laughs> La, Las Vegas. Viva, <laughs> Viva La, yeah, it's a, the guy sounded like Elvis when he sang it. It was crazy. Um, yeah, Viva La Viva. I Viva think La Viva. It, yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, but the funny thing is about you know you you talk about them punking uh, the clocks and all the commercials. Yeah, um, they got in trouble on that album because they ripped off Joe, Joe Satriani. Satriani, right? Yeah, and you listen to that; that sounds pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, that's a little close for comfort. But you know what? It happens a lot in the music industry. It's hard, you know, with uh, twelve notes to. Um, yeah, and you know what? And you got some producer, right? So, mm-hmm. in, in all actuality, who knows if Coldplay even came up with that riff, right? Right. So, some producer who heard something, some you know, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, Joe Satriani side. Coplay, uh, I thank you for the soundtrack to my uh, 2003 mm-hmm. um, excursion to Australia because they really provided the backbeat to my adventures in Australia. Yeah, so well I, done. Yeah, well done. I, I, you know what? Say what you will about the band, about whatever being pop pop culture. You know, they did they did change quite a bit. I think they, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of musical, you know, 
Uh, I'm sure they influenced like tons of acts. Like, uh, there were, well, yeah, and then there's like all those British bands that yeah. came after that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what was it called? The British Invasion. <laughs> British, yeah. I mean, you had you after know, that you had the Beatles, the, the Rolling right, Stones, right? Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget that. I went to a concert at Shea Stadium in oh, uh, yeah. 1965. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, with Coldplay. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah, it was a good one. Girls were going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Could barely hear him play, um, and that's why they called him Coldplay, right? Cold. Uh, so anyway, uh, toast to um, Coldplay. Coldplay. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Yeah. Oh, uh, Glenn. Shoots. This is good. Good stuff. Okay, Glenn. Uh, it's that time of the episode, Glenn, mm. uh, where mm. it's time for the uh, hot bunny. Topic. Uh, this week, Glenn. Okay, this is like a this is like a bookend to the thing that we talked about last weekend. Mm. Last week for the hot button topic, Glenn. Last week we talked all about you know ins and outs. We broke down. We got inside the mm. Pizza Hut new menu, right? Uh, that they released. Yes, because this is it's gripping the nation. This is you know it's it's taken the nation by storm. It's very controversial. People are up in arms about it. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which drizzle do I get? Right. Which crust do I get? <laughs> there were a lot of you know bad jokes <laughs> yeah. that we made. Um, um, so and and so this almost has a sense of uh, you know I think we have another major chain restaurant that you and I both adore. That secretly though. It's not so secret. Well, it is secret because it's on the podcast and no one listens to the podcast. Right. So no one right, knows. Right, 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 right. Um. But anyway, so the point is that uh, this this company is trying to go in a different direction, Glenn. Mm. Uh, we're, what we're talking about here is McDonald's. That's right. And for decades, for ever, they've been known as one thing. They've been known as the company that makes very delicious uh, treats very quickly, uh, uniformly. In advance. In advance, quickly, you pay like... A rock bottom price for it, and you get a delicious, quick meal, quick. Right. Uh, but they're they're going. In, they they announced they're going in a different direction. They've had some declining sales, much like Pizza Hut. Yep. Uh, and their take on this thing is that they need to become more like a Chipotle. We need to let people dictate what they want and build their own sandwiches. Right. Uh, so that's the concept. They're they're. They're exploding out this program where I think I want to say it's going to be in like 20% of their stores next year where there's like a kiosk and you go and you build your own sandwich. Basically, tell them what you want on your sandwich. They go make it for you and they get it to you. Uh, They say it takes way longer. It's going to be more expensive. Uh, But it's another, you know, I don't know. I, okay, I'm going to make a prediction here. Mm -hmm. This is, this is fool's errand. This is fool's errand. For McDonald's, yes, it is. All right, I'm putting I'm putting my name mm-hmm. on the, my good name on the line here, mm-hmm. and I will tell you why, Brian. Yeah, they already have these institutions, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to do that, I would just go to Five Guys. Yeah, I would go to any other custom burger places around town. I think that's the point. I think they even mention them by name and say that they're eroding their their market share. Well, but then, so if somebody erodes your market share, do mm-hmm. you? Is it is it signaling that they are not the leaders anymore? If they right, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, granted, they're McDonald's and they're a behemoth, right? Mm-hmm. They're the, one of the biggest brands in the world, right. right? One of the top three, maybe. Oh yeah, they're up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, for them to do this, Brian, it says a lot. But I do understand the the, the, the thing they talk about in this um, the article that we reference in this is that. They they the market has changed right for for hamburgers you know people want customization especially in the younger demographic mm-hmm. those kids that's, right that's what Pizza Hut arrived at as well because yep. they added all these different flavors and once you like have further options to customize stuff but the thing is though like they talk about um, Five Guys right do they talk about Five Guys specifically they don't call them out but they say that there are several competing burger chains right. that are starting to kind of erode it there Five Guys has exploded I love Five Guys Five Guys has exploded Five Guys is delicious oh, 
But the thing is, the thing is, is that they only have... The menu's very simple. Right. Chipotle, menu, very simple. Yep. McDonald's already has a hundred something... I, 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 <laughs> I caught this on the news today, so yeah. I actually caught a little bit more. Like, McDonald's expa- has already expanded their menu from like 80-something items to 120. Mm-hmm. So they're already kind of growing this big, you know, ball of menu stuffs. The thing, the thing that's great about Chipotle and Five Guys isn't the customization... It's that that they have amazing food. They do one thing. They do it awesome. And it's really good. Right. Like, yeah. They go out of the way to make that one thing awesome. Yeah. And everything else can just suck it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had a dog or a hot dog at uh, Five Guys? No. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. Okay. They split it in fours and they like Ooh. put it on a bun. What? Like, I don't know. But the point is, like, <clears throat> they, they do a burger really well. I mean, it's incredible. The burger and the fries are really good. Like, it's insane, you know? Like, it's like the best burger. Um, you know? Uh, but the reality situation, Glenn, is if I had to go to one desert island burger joint, it probably wouldn't be, it probably wouldn't be Five Guys. Because you can go to McDonald's, you can get breakfast get a chicken sandwich if you're feeling like it get a big mac you can get a double cheeseburger you can get some fries right you can get whatever you want right you know uh, i don't know man I, I think it's so weird that these what do you do when you've absolutely done everything that you can to like peak to the top of the mountain and you start to fall off for a little bit what what do you do i mean because these these companies are like doing everything they can. They have to continually yeah. have more profits and mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And Shareholders. It's like McDonald's has it figured out clearly. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Like maybe their profits dip a little bit. Does that signal like a problem really, or is it just that you know there's going to be natural ebbs and flows in you know I don't know. It's 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 a tough call. I would say that. It's a weird definition of success where you yeah. built up your share price to some level and you can't sustain those profits. And it's like, I don't know. What do you do? Was where do it, you go from there? Yeah, wasn't it like, I don't remember when this happened. I guess we could look this up, but I'm too lazy. But I know that they didn't have chicken for a long time on the menu. Yeah. And they finally added chicken nuggets and they finally added chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And it like yeah. it was huge for their business. Same with breakfast. Right. right, they added that forty years ago. This is the right. biggest change since then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with breakfast. You know, they didn't have breakfast for it. Add breakfast, boom, profits way up. Okay, yeah. now we got breakfast. Now we got whatever. What can we do? Uh, you know, there has to be a point though, Brian, because the complexity of the system is going to create costs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do. Here's here's my plan, Brian. Yeah. Let's say I was CEO of McDonald's. All right. right. He's probably listening right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I was CEO of McDonald's, I would say, all right. We came, we saw, we've done everything we could. Right. right? Mm-hmm. We've been there. Right. Why not go back and improve everything? Mm-hmm. Right? Make it better. Right. Why not say, okay, here's our hamburger. Right. Um, it's already great for what you pay for it. It's not going to be a Five Guys hamburger, but it's right. for what you pay for it, it's great. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do something like, you know, make every single ingredient on that hamburger better? Right. And then you could pay. You could say, "I want the premium burger. Right. I want the Angus." They've already got that on their menu. It's like you know, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But you're right. You're yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But if you could go get the premium burger from McDonald's versus the premium burger from Five Guys, you're going to go to Five Guys. That's true. It's better. That's you know? true. So why don't you? You're right. You're exactly right. Like instead of trying to like do this customization stuff, it's just like let's let's have a just overwhelmingly good product Mm -hmm. that competes with these people Mm -hmm. toe to toe you Mm -hmm. know what i mean same with pizza hut man like i mean trying to add all these other like flavors and everything like that to their pizza smoking mirrors it it is to an extent it's just a parlor trick like it's it's i don't know i'm just saying i i I don't know glenn and i are clearly passionate about mcdonald's and what what they're doing don't go changing on me mcdonald's no don't i don't want to see that big mac going off the menu my life would be it would be terrible. Oh, man. I talk, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. But I was telling Brian that they have the jalapeno cheeseburger out mm-hmm. right now that has... Really captured your imagination. Oh. <laughs> it is my muse. <laughs> it is my... Oh. It is. It is so good. 
After we record this podcast, Brian, I'm going to drive to McDonald's. I'm going to get a jalapeno cheese. Glenn, they need our help. I did. They sales are sagging. Yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly sales, sales are sagging. We gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta pump them up. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about oh, on the podcast. Man. We're hoping everybody out there will go out there and buy a. Buy a jalapeno cheeseburger. If you'd like to sponsor an ad spot on the Jimler podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Maybe boost some of those sagging profits. <clears throat> Five uh, guys. Um, if you yeah. want to, you know. Start a little bidding war here. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, our opinion can be changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can be swayed. Yeah. It, it goes with, you know, the week. It changes, you know. Uh, Look, we're men of our word, but <laughs> our word changes. is malleable. It's very malleable. It's... Very, we, could, we could go either way on it, really. Well, um, yeah, Brian. Okay. Well, uh, so we'll see how this ends up. I don't think it's going to... I really don't think it's going to do... I think in the short term, it'll do what, do a thing for McDonald's and Pizza Hut. But it's like, man, long term, you just got to focus on your craft and get really good at that. Like McDonald's, you do with your thing really well. Do it a little bit better and just keep focusing on that. Yeah. I mean, think about the things they have in their quiver, right? They're incredibly yeah. fast. I mean, can, I can't remember the last time I sat for more than... Five minutes at a drive-through window. Yeah, I'm talking like rolled into McDonald's, ordered, and mm-hmm. sat for yeah. more than five minutes before getting. My it's food. amazing. How do they? They have two drive. <laughs> they have two drive-throughs. Yes, going at the same time. How do they know who you are when you get there? I don't know. I don't even know how they do that. <laughs> like sometimes people skip ahead of you, but you still always get the right order. Like, they, know, I, they know me, right? They're like, oh, the double, the the, the jalapeno <laughs> oh, cheeseburger. No, I'm saying I'll show up there for breakfast, mm-hmm. and people will be like shifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe two people will go ahead mm-hmm. of me, and I'm like, "Oh, it's my turn." They're gonna mess up my. Somehow they know who I. Like somehow they I, I, they have an algorithm. They know voice recognition. Brian. Yeah, exactly. Menu for Brian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They got it figured out. They they got a lot of stuff figured out. The speed of it. I always custom. I always get my burger custom. As it is, mm. I get a mm. Big Mac with no sauce. I don't like that sauce. You don't like the special sauce? I don't like the special sauce. I don't like what? it. What? No, I don't like it. I don't like the special sauce. <laughs> I don't like a Thousand Island sauce. Don't like it. But So really, you just like a double cheeseburger with a thing in the between. <laughs> that and yes. Uh, no, yeah, I like I like the fact that it doesn't have le- uh, uh, ketchup and mustard on it. And it's, it's lettuce and oh, uh, the pickles. You don't have ketchup or mustard? It's a Big Mac. There's no... There's but you no took need. off the sauce. There's no need for the sauce. But the, It's great on its own. It's cheese it's, and patties and buns. And lettuce and <laughs> onions and pickles. It's a delicious combination. Brian, you're a connoisseur this of mustard. Is, this is... I, I do like it with mustard. Okay. If I get it and I bring it home, I do put mustard on it. But um, oh, but if it's right there, you If don't? it's right there, I just... you know, This is a tried and true combination. It's been around for 40 years, Glenn. It's a delicious combination that's been around for a long time, and there's a reason for that. Sauce is just, it's just, it's muddying the waters, man. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it really oh. doesn't, it adds very little to the Oh, burger. I beg to differ. So, anyway, the point is, I get it custom made every time. Every time I get it custom made, it's there in like three minutes. All right, here yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want a no sauce. Here you go. Yep. Like is that yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some guys in the back yeah. like licking the sauce yeah. off your butt. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, Brian, look, sauce, no sauce. At the end of the day, we both can agree that we love McDonald's. Dude, McDonald's is scientifically engineered to be awesome. Uh, it is. They're throwing. <laughs> yeah. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah. here. They're, it's it's the buns are awesome. <laughs> the the fur, I mean, they're all. It's it's just it's all engineered to be awesome. It is like, like Don't, they've scientifically addicted me. Yeah, they they like focus group the hell out of everything, and like <laughs> all the all the ingredients are like miniaturized down into. I know. It's like it's like a ugh. five exact bites exactly, arr, arr, arr. and it yeah. tastes. You could go anywhere in the world, and it will taste exactly the same. Anywhere, it's amazing. I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. I I I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We've we've, we've yeah, we, we, on yeah, about this. Just, we just want to keep talking about it because we love it. So a, a true hot button topic. It is. Sometimes it is. the hot button's not so hot. Uh, McDonald's. If you're looking to increase your sales, yep. you can get in touch with us. We will continue to talk well about your yes menu. Uh, also, we could spitball some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. We'll that bottom you. line. Yeah. You, maybe you need to think about a different direction for your CEOs. Plural. Uh, we got some credentials. We don't like to toot our own horn unless we're trying to get hired by McDonald's. Yeah, to be in charge of their whole corporation. <laughs> um, Dual head CEO. Well, we'll work on that, Glenn. Okay, that's yeah. our next. That's our next uh, project. It's like uh, 
like the Steve Jobs of you know of of burgers, maybe. You know, we could. We could. What we could. is this? Everybody's fired. Yeah, everybody's fired. Get out. All right, bring me that burger over here. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this a bun? <laughs> Look, I have some issues with this bun here. There's 78 sesame seeds. Did you individually pick the sesame <laughs> seeds for this bun? We're getting all mayo zedong on this. We want to specialize <laughs> each rice uh, kernel. Kernel. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether rice rice rice. I wow, know, I should know this. I don't know, Glenn. Kernel? Know. No, it's not kernel. That's bugging me now. Rice grain. Grain. grain of rice. Thank you. Good um, grief. Speaking of grains, Glenn. Um, <laughs> so it's time for the uh, the all important final segment of the gentleman podcast, Glenn, mm. um, and that is the uh, question from the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm. This week, Glenn. Uh, this is a great question. It's very timely. Uh, yes. It is almost Christmas. We're, we've got three weeks now. Uh, we have two more Christmas sales to go before yeah. Christmas officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this jubilee jubilee uh, from Deschutes is probably the apex. This is probably the top of the mountain. But wow, it anyway, really is. Um, th- this question is great. It is what is the all time worst Christmas song? You want me to go first? Yes. I okay. Do. This is so appropriate because today. I have a four-year-old daughter. They're out three. She's almost four. Three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I have a um, a Christmas playlist that I have. Okay. From back in the day. Like, when I was young, my dad had this Time Life album of Christmas songs like Bing Crosby, right. Rock Around the Christmas Tree, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And one of the songs that snuck its way on there was Feliz Navidad. Right? <laughs> all right? Now, in case you've never heard Feliz Navidad... Me just saying the title, you know everything I, 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 you know about just, the song, yeah. right? It it's just that over and over yeah. and over mm-hmm. and over. <laughs> and it's not even English, okay? And so, of course, my daughter, it goes to Fleece oh, Navidad, no. and she's like, she's singing, you know, with as loud yeah. as she can. And mm-hmm. then the song changes, she's like, Dad, we got to listen to that again. That was, that was great, you know? <laughs> that was <pretty> catchy. <clears throat> so we listen to it like three more times, and then when she's not listening, she's singing it all day long. Uh. And she's, you know, Feliz Navidad, Brian, is like, it's like a, oh, I don't know, I don't know any, par- okay, it's, you listen to it once, and you're like, oh, that's not so bad, and then you listen to it a second time, like, oh, this is getting a little old, and then by the third time, you're done with it, but unfortunately, it seems to be that song that is just played all the time, and the only part of the song there really is, is Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I can't Feliz think of... Feliz Navidad. I, I can't... I can only think of four Feliz lyrics. Navidad. Right. And it, I, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. That's it. And you just repeated, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Like, uh-huh. it's not even... Uh. That's a good point. That's a really good choice. That's so, good. it's Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. No, I... That's... That's a... Yeah. That's... That's... That's a terrible song. It really is. I've heard it about 20 times a day. <laughs> it's, and it's it was really on my mind. So thank you for asking. That's it's great because you know when I told you what the question was going to be this week uh, yeah. tonight, you looked at me and you're like, "Oh yeah, I had this one all figured out." You know? No, next, no, no yeah, problem. No problem. That's the next question. Um, mine is one that's a. I think I don't know where this originates from. Mm. This is like a Snopes.com. Uh, where does this some song come from? I'm not really sure. Okay, I think I heard it on like. Uh, 90s rock radio oh. back in the day. Oh. You know? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what the origin of this song is. I think I know where you're going with this. But this song is absolutely... Okay. There's a, there's a lot of good Christmas songs out there. Yep. And then there's a lot of songs that are like... There's a lot of potential for Christmas songs to go wrong. Oh, yeah. You know? There's trying a lot too of, hard. Trying too hard or they're trying to be funny but it's really not funny at all or, mm-hmm. you know whatever this is one of the this is one of the latter it's it's a song that tries to be funny and it's not funny at all it's really annoying uh it's grandma got run over by a reindeer <laughs> i knew it yes yeah. yeah it's really bad i mean it's really bad it's supposed to be funny it's not funny at all it's just really grating and mm. annoying and it's weird because like i want to say that 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 radio station that was playing it like in my mind, I was thinking they played it like once an hour or something like that. Like, you know, like as it drew near to Christmas, it's like they can't 
you know, I don't know. It's like there, there's, that is a really there's a wealth yeah. of Christmas. I mean, there's like you know, eighty years of Christmas songs mm. you could probably choose from. You know, and mm-hmm. if you got to play "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer." <laughs> Play it once, you know, that's funny and everything like that. But don't, you gotta leave that alone. Like, stop, stop doing that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, oh, like, growing up, I love my grandma, right? Mm. And when I first heard that song, I was a young kid and I was like, this is really sad. This this is messed up. The grandpa's happy? Yeah. My grandpa would be pissed. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's not even about a good subject. It doesn't even have like a good. I don't know. It's just trying too hard. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, I think uh, I, I thought that was the song you were going to say, or mm-hmm. maybe All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, that's a bad one. Painful. That's painful. Painful tune. One. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to each their own. To each their own. If you're a big fan of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Uh, just ignore us. Just ignore <sighs> us. I don't even know what to say to you. Just go, go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um... So what, what, what do you think about good? What, what's a good? Just real quick. What's a good? What, what do you think is a good Christmas song? Sorry, let me see. I well, I kind of like. I I lean towards the 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 classic mm-hmm. like crooner Christmas. So yeah. like, um, yeah. Bing Crosby, oh, yeah. Dean Martin, all that stuff is good. Yeah. Sinatra, mm-hmm. all those albums. You could, I could just wrote. You know. Yeah. I love um, the uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the Peanuts guy. The Peanuts yeah. Christmas. I love that. Yeah, that's Vince really Vivald, good. Vince Vivaldi? Vince? Yeah. V- Giraldi? Something Vince like Giraldi. That. Yeah. That's a really good album. I, I listen to that every Christmas. Yeah. It's top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorites is Blue Christmas. I like that one a lot. Oh, Elvis? Elvis. Yeah, Blue yeah, I mean, yeah. That yeah. album is great. Like, yeah. well, the, what, I don't know if it's an album or if he did this right. compiled. Right. But his Christmas stuff is really good. Yeah, I, you know, and that's again, it's a fine line because that's you could list that and be like, oh, that's pretty cheese ball. But it's yeah, it, it's really, it's clever. It's got a good oh, melody. Oh, blue. Yeah, exactly. It's a, there's just a lot of there's a lot of good, uh, you know. Blue, blue, blue Christmas. It was recorded in Studio B in Nashville, mm. which I visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, Speaking of Studio B, I recently have really gotten into a bunch of like the old, the old like. Uh, for lack of a better twangy like country Western, country, country I mean I've always loved yeah. like if we like when I was little we had a Gene Autry mm-hmm. uh, Christmas album that I love mm-hmm. um, like the well, Brenda Lee mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, I love all that stuff I yeah. love the the twangy country Christmas mm-hmm. I don't know why I just do yeah it kind of just reminds me of yeah. simpler times mm-hmm. yeah definitely so anyway, yeah, I I don't know. So there's some there's definitely a lot of good stuff out there, um, but there's a lot of terrible stuff out there, Glenn. Yeah. Well, is it there's a Jimmy World Last Christmas? Oh, hey, say what you want. I love it. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because you're a big Jimmy World fan. I am. Why. But old school Jimmy World. So. Okay, Glenn. Well, that wraps up the episode, Glenn. We've already talked about. Uh, we talked about the drink of the week. We have. We talked about the tax from gentleman.com. We talked about a toast. We talked about the hot button topic. And we talked about the gentleman mailbag question of the week. Mm-hmm. So that wraps it up. That That's all we need. End. That's all we need. That's all you need. You've had way too much, actually. Of the gentleman podcast. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. No, I mean, they have. Oh, they, they have. They've, they've, they've. Too much. I got you. Podcast. I missed the. Yeah. Yeah. If they haven't stopped it already. I mean, right. You know, they will like, soon. They're like on the button. Like, man. <laughs> well, that was okay, it. That Click. Was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Glenn, this is episode 38. Mm-hmm. We're almost 39. It's imminent. Right? It is imminent. Let's yeah. just not even talk about what comes The big next. questions about the right. podcast or what starts Should we get a sports car? Right. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode 39 from, from our Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well anyway Glenn uh, that's not going to be happening but you know yeah. what Brian I don't care if anybody listens to this podcast that's true. this is a blast it's true it's fun it's fun <laughs> if, there, if there is actually anyone that listens to this I'm then, sorry yeah we're, we both apologize why are you here we both apologize and mm. um, we owe you a beer we do yeah we do hopefully a jubilee oh man if there's any left. Man, I gotta say, the shoots, Whew. my hat's off to you. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. 
They big time. I mean, good enough for a nine point on the MTS. That's a pretty strong unprecedented. Unprecedented. We've never hit the 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 four letter word of nine. Nine. That's a, yeah. that's yeah, totally crazy, but uh, justified. I think. yeah. All right, Glenn. Well, that was episode thirty eight. Okay, looking forward to episode thirty nine. Are you? Oh, I am. Good. All right. Well, um, two more weeks till Christmas. Yeah, two more weeks till Christmas. So, two more Christmas sales. We're going to try. It was. I will say it was hard to find. Yeah. At least right at the store I was at. Right. It was hard to find the Christmas stuff. So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get it done, though. Yeah. Look. We're going to look high and low. Night before Christmas, we might be able to bust out the eggnog. Oh, Just Brian. Some, maybe. I don't know. I'm, okay. I've we'll been, see, I, have, I've been making homemade eggnog. Oh. So, I'm going to up my, my recipe. Okay. So, I can... Maybe maybe we can... That can be a, the, 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 the libation of the week, okay. I guess. Okay. All right. So. Sounds good. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode 38. Yes. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Please join us for episode 39. (laughs) I am Brian McKinney. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm Glenn Stansberry. Now you're Glenn Stansberry. Now I'm Brian McKinney. (laughs) Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. We'll talk to you next time. See you later. Use your your wood chill (laughs) wipers.